to fear-based media everywhere. You are helping humanity grow. Welcome back to Believe. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Upchurch. Welcome to Believe. My name is Nicholas Upchurch. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, we have so much news. And it is particularly tough in this case to find the positive in some of the things going on, but we're going to try. Our website is www.believe.love, and you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. And we're now on Reddit. We have a Reddit community. I'm really excited about this. It's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash believe loves you. We have some readers now on Reddit. I'm really excited about that community. So you can get engaged with us when we do some live shows. We're going to take questions on Reddit, and there's a lot of cool people. But I'm going to tell you something. It's really tough for all of us to be positive, isn't it? It's very, very tough. And we're looking right now at potentially World War III. We're looking at World War III. And how do you find something positive in what's going on right now? You know, what we want to do is to help you to find your own truth. We want to present perspectives that maybe you hadn't thought of, but it's not about you agreeing with these perspectives necessarily. It's just about you finding your own truth. So you get to decide what your truth is. We want to help you to succeed, and we want to help you to you know, live an, an amazing life and really to believe in yourself, ultimately. So that's what we're about at Believe. So you know, we have a few different categories, true success, money and business, health and wellness, world news, and our universe, and we're going to try to make sense of things if we can. But there's a lot going on specifically today. And I've noticed on Reddit, my God, have you ever looked at Reddit? It is a wild place. I'm going to tell you right now, it is very wild. You have so much division. We actually have an ad that we tried to place about political unity, bringing people together on Reddit. And it was, it was interesting because it got approved and then it got disapproved. <laughs> and... Well, I'm like, what? what's, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a mistake, it's probably a mistake, but um, how can an ad about political unity be disapproved, right? But we're going to hope it gets approved, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I have a certain perspective because I'm in this body, in this mind, and so that's what's coming out of, of me, but that doesn't mean that it's the only possibility or the only truth. But we're so angry, right? We're so angry. Can you believe it? I mean, we are, people are angry. They don't even know why they're angry. We're, we're almost trained to be angry, right? It's almost that we're given like a stacked deck when we're born. We're put in these bodies and the world operates through conflict. And if you look at wars, even you look at, well, Germany went to war with them. Now we're friends. We, we killed, literally, we killed each other. Uh, the North and the South, we killed each other. Now we're friends. In the Civil War in the United States, 
we went to war with England and the UK. Now we're friends. You know, it's very odd what's going on with that, with humans. And it's people, we just love to argue and fight. But is there another way? And I should know more than anybody because honestly, you know, things have really driven me crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I, I've been completely insane um, and felt filled with rage. And so uh, basically, my whole purpose is to try to sort of move towards harmony if I can. That's it. It's not that I've uh, figured everything out, but uh, I have become somewhat of a different person, but little things still frustrate me. And it's really small in the big scheme of things because when we look at what's going on in the world and how we could possibly find things that are positive, you know, we're going to get into World War III potentially and what's going on. But this is a really important story. This story was really cool. We saw this... um, pop up. Man who was raised by wolves in a cave admits he's disappointed with human life. Marcos Rodriguez Pantoya, I think I'm pronouncing that right, was dubbed the Mowgli of Spain when he was found with the animals. So the story with this guy, and maybe you can relate to this. Can you relate to this? Tell us in the comments or post a message on Reddit or on YouTube or on our website. A man who was raised by wolves in a cave for 12 years has admitted that he feels disappointed with human life. He was dubbed the Mowgli of Spain. What is that? The Jungle Book guy, right? The boy, the Jungle Book boy. He was found by authorities, but the former wolf boy says he struggles with the coldness of the human world and wishes he could go back to living with the animals. (laughs) He told the BBC... I didn't know where to go. I just wanted to escape to the mountains. So he was 19 when he he was discovered living in Spain's Sierra Morena mountain range. You like my, that was my attempt at a Latin accent, by the way, Spanish accent. He had been living among wolves for 12 years and was found running around barefoot and half naked, only using grunts for communication. Now let's see him, let's see him in action in this video. This is pretty good right here. Let's see. Nunca fue un lobo, pero convivió con ellos y presume de haberlos tenido como amigos. Con seis años, su padre lo vendió a un cabrero que vivía en el monte. Poco después, su tutor murió y Marcos quedó. So there you can see, you know, I hope some of you translate that Spanish for me, because that was muy rápido, right? That was very fast for me. But um, actually, Gabriela can translate that. She's from Venezuela. She works for us. So he, he was raised by wolves, and basically he's disappointed with humanity because people are cold. And I'm going to tell you what, we got this Reddit thing going on, and uh, people have, this, this one guy was commenting, uh, let's get back to Reddit, All right, you guys are in a cult. Um, I mean, people are angry. I don't know, I, and I've been this, you know what, actually, I do know, I do know why people are angry. We, we, actually, it's kind of like programmed into us. It's kind of programmed into us, and we have a lot of sadness. And, uh, you know, also, like, we can we can perceive that other people are doing a lot of dumb things, and we can get mad at it. I know I have. But the truth is that none of us, including me, are that smart at all. So there's probably some other being saying that, hey, man, you're, you're kind of, you know, that guy's pretty slow right there, right? So no matter how smart we think we are, 
there's always probably somebody else that thinks, man, they're, they're pretty slow and they have to have patience with us. And that's not been so easy for me. So I love this story because I can really relate to Marcos here, right? Maybe I was raised by wolves. I told my sister when she was little that she was raised by wolves. She's nine years younger than me. Um, and she is actually a very sweet girl. Maybe she was raised by wolves. The wolves are actually quite nice. But we're going to need to really pay attention to this kind of thing when we get into talking about humanity. Because really, we've been uh, conditioned almost like the movie The Game of Thrones, where it's like we're basically just complaining. There's a lot of backstabbing. We're looking for... um, what's wrong with every strategy, and we're just completely insane. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, there are people that are pretty nice, but I literally posted an ad on Reddit for political unity, and what I said is that, you know, I voted for this person, but I could actually see a lot of good things in the other side. And uh, the ad was approved, and now it's disapproved. Let's just hope that maybe... It got sent to another country and they made a mistake. So I still love Reddit. I mean, Reddit's great, but I thought it was interesting that they disapproved it. And you go on Reddit, and we're going to talk more about this in future episodes, and I'm happy. You know, I'm happy to be on Reddit. I think Reddit provides a lot of freedom. If people want to be angry, then they have a place to do that. And sometimes we need to do that. I know I need to express myself. I mean, you see me as a certain way. Um you know, I, I get I get angry, man, and I need to I need to vent. You need you need to get it out. I couldn't even say that. You need you need you need to get it out, right? And there's actually a lady, Ellie Van Winkle, at GoCure.com. She had schizophrenia for 40 years, and she cured herself, and then became a neuroscientist with uh, redirecting anger self-therapy or something. And then she was published in a medical journal. And basically her story was to beat the crap out of pillows and direct your anger towards whatever happened when you were little that might have caused it. And it, and it basically, it, it frees that toxicity that can build up in your brain. So listen, nobody needs that more than me. Trust me. Um, I've had to try to harmonize in many ways, become more harmonious so you see my shirt here. It says Zen as F-U, Zen as blank, right? So we try to be Zen as blank, but sometimes that blank comes out, you know, and your Zen is blank and you're, <laughs> you know, it's not so easy. So um, this story was very interesting. And on Reddit, people are going crazy. They're either there's an entire section of people just hating Donald Trump. Then there's an entire section of people that love Donald Trump and they don't like the liberals and everything else. And honestly, I mean, I understand both. Uh, and I, I have my side that I, I'm hopeful is, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that President Trump is uh, not part of the system as much or can harmonize that system, which is, let's, let's all admit, because we're like 20, how many trillions of dollars in debt? It probably needs some work. There's definitely some things going on. We, <laughs> we, we need some work, right? Would you all agree? So uh, no matter who's involved or in charge, and I'm not sure just constantly complaining is going to do it. I don't know. Because there, there seems to be some resistance, and there was during President Obama, 
And, you know, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot above the political system, above both parties going on. So this man, Mr. Marcos, he wants people to be more friendly and to the point where he'd rather live with wolves, which I believe eat people, right? Don't wolves eat people? And here's, here's where he's at in life. He wants to live with wolves because people are crazy. So think about, think about the work that we need to do, myself included. This guy wants to go and live. Basically, he doesn't care if he gets eaten. He doesn't care. Uh, you know, here's what, here's what it says. A she-wolf fed him, and he slept in a cave alongside bats, snakes, and deer. That's quite a cave, right? The wolves even taught him how to survive and which berries and mushrooms are safe to eat. Uh, that's pretty wild, man. So this guy's to the point where he's like, screw humanity, I'm going to live with wolves. So we have some work to do. So I just want to bring that to your attention. I'd love your comments on what we can do to maybe be more like wolves. I don't know. At least they seem to be nice to each other, right? Um, I think we have some work to do, myself included. So that's that's basically our goal here. And we're going to get into some more really relevant stories along these lines. Actually, what I really have to bring up here, as we're along, along the lines of what we were just talking about, the previous segment, talking about literally a guy who was so disappointed, disappointed in humanity's coldness, he wanted to live with wolves. I mean, we're in a tumultuous time right now. I, I'm hearing on TV this is the most dangerous time since the Cold War. And um, what I really think is important is to try to find the positive when you can in anything. And it's very difficult, especially when you guys, we're literally looking at World War III. Uh, we have, uh, and, and we're going to get into that in the next segment. We've got ships from England and France we have the president saying we're going to fire at Syria and Russia is going to respond. And we're the closest point uh, to nuclear war ever. And somebody might ask, you know, how in the heck can you find something positive to talk about when we're about to blow each other up? We've got people that hate the president. I mean, they all kinds of monkey business going on. We're literally like crazed animals. Now, some of us, hopefully, that are watching us are calm, and you can help me because I'm honestly very similar to a crazed animal. I just want to be more harmonious. That's pretty much what it has to start somewhere, right? I mean, that's if you know, you know, the military, the people that are tough. I was raised as a football player. I actually played against, we're looking at this story here, video. Alabama football players surround Trump in prayer after White House ceremony. And I played against Alabama at the University of Central Florida. We beat Alabama at their homecoming game. I think it was the year 2000. That's pretty crazy. That was that long ago. But, um, you know, we're raised in this country. We need to win. We need to be better than everybody. We need to, uh, you know... It's, it's, we're very hypocritical, and it's all about, and then everybody, you know, we go to war, and now, honestly, I voted for President Trump. 
It doesn't matter if you voted, who you voted for, if you didn't vote at all. If you're calm and you want to do something about this, well, just take a look at this article headline. And trust me, it doesn't matter what you think of the president. We need this right now. Whatever, if you send loving energy, prayer, understanding to even the people you hate. You know, I almost got really mad on the phone with this credit card company because they kept getting my charge declined and I had to call them like two times and they kept saying they were going to fix it. And it's just one of those things. It would just drive me crazy. And I, I even looked at the phone like, should I even call these guys back? And I mean, the guy was a nice guy on the phone. I got a supervisor and he's trying to be nice. And I'm just like, Dude, you know, I, I was just getting worked up inside because to me it was like they told me it was fixed. It was, you know, it's just it's a very little thing. It has nothing to do with World War Three. It's even hard for me to send love to that, much less, you know, all of this. So uh, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send love. Ask for forgiveness. Literally feel that guy's energy signature. I can hear it through his voice. This sounds crazy, but you know what? It's real. Try it. You ever try to do this and you can feel somebody's anger? Well, you can. they can feel your love and it can work remotely. Because, by the way, all points in space and time are connected. That's physics. It just works. You feel their energetic signature. If it's Trump, Hillary, Putin, whoever you want, all the people complaining, the people that want to wipe out the the population, the Georgia Guidestones say that they need to get down to 500 million. I don't know what's going on. All I know is whatever you think you should hate, including like credit card companies that charge my don't get my card going in the correct. You know they keep screwing with me. It seems like <laughs> their system's not working. Whatever you have a problem with, man, they need prayers. You send prayers to things you think you should hate if you're angry about Trump. If you love Trump, trust me, he needs it now. But um, this is what we need. We need prayer or whatever you believe in and positive energy because that's real. I think we all could agree positive energy is real. And this is a time we need it. And I thought this was a very positive thing. A remarkable thing happened while the media was focused on Facebook CEO uh, Zuckerberg's Senate testimony. After a White House ceremony, several Alabama football players huddled around President Trump and prayed with him. And then let's go ahead and just play this video here. So you can see, I think that's the punter. He's just talking into President Trump's ear. He's, he's you know, he's talking about how awesome Jesus is. And by the way, I'm, I'm okay with Jesus. You know, Jesus seemed like a good guy to me, so I'll take it, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down with Jesus. I think the humans are a little funny. You know, we kind of... Kind of, you know, I don't know about the Crusades and all that, right? But Jesus seemed like a good guy, so that's positive. Same with uh, Muhammad, Buddha. You know, there's there's a bunch of good guys, girls, good girls. Can't forget about the girls. Mother Mary. Hey, I'm down with all of it. So there, you know, this uh, punter, his name is J.K. Scott. 
I guess. He asked him if he could pray over him. And I just thought this was really cool. It's really positive. And if anything, as we're approaching World War III, and we're going to get into the specifics of what's going on, and some very brave people that are kind of coming out on mainstream media kind of against this war, um, this is the kind of thing that we can do right now. We can pray for President Trump, President Putin, uh, all the Democrats that hate Trump. We can pray for uh, everybody. Pray for ourselves, trust me. And hopefully, just in doing that, the more people that do that, the more things kind of settle down. Settle down. You know what's going on? We're like, honestly, it's that masculine energy, those, those boys, and we got our big toys, and we're, we're, you know, nobody likes chemical attacks. I understand. Uh, it's terrible, just like gun violence and everything else, but... I don't think you need to uh, annihilate the world and start a nuclear war or any kind of war and spend trillions of dollars that could be used to literally end poverty in, in the United States. I mean, trillions we spent in Iraq. We killed a million people in the Middle East in like, what, the 80s and 90s and into the 2000s? 500,000 children. And uh, so we need a lot of prayer. <laughs> so if you guys can help help out, I'm going to try to help out. And uh, this was a really great story. It leads me to my next story, which are basically the dynamics of what's going on in Syria and really leading up to World War III and hopefully how it can be prevented. There's some very brave people and I really like, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat or who they are. Um, people that are willing to stand up, especially on mainstream media, and talk about that this doesn't have to be the way that we go. Because it, it takes a lot of courage. You've got an official narrative. The biggest business in the world is war. It's, there's no question about it. Trillions and trillions of dollars are spent. It's, it's the biggest business in the world. And um, I don't know if that's a good thing, by the way. I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we could probably spend money on other things. And so when you have somebody on mainstream media, I don't care if it's MSNBC, Fox, CNN, talking about, hey, you know, uh, well, let's just, let's just listen to what Tucker Carlson says and hopefully you can be open-minded. Let's just watch this clip. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Leaders on both sides of the aisle in Congress, in the media, in our intelligence services, in virtually every overfunded think tank in Washington, have suddenly aligned tonight on a single point of agreement. America must go to war in Syria immediately. Bashar al-Assad cannot continue to lead that country. He must be overthrown. Assad is an evil man, they tell us. His latest crime is a chlorine gas attack carried out over the weekend by his forces against a rebel-held suburb of Damascus. Assad's poison gas suffocated children. Pictures of the aftermath of that are all over the Internet, and they are horrifying. Assad is a monster. That's the official story. Almost everyone in power claims to believe it. The push to war in Syria, by the way, has united politicians from both sides. Lindsey Graham and Howard Dean typically agree on very little. 
Not much at all. But today, they are both calling for war in Syria. Graham is demanding massive attacks on the Syrian military. Dean is going even further than that. On Twitter, he called the president, quote, a wimp for merely sending thousands of troops and launching tons of bombs at Syria. That's not enough for Howard Dean, who, as you may remember, once ran for president as the peace candidate. Tonight, he wants total war in Syria. Television pundits, of course, strongly agree. This morning, the foreign policy team over on MSNBC explained that it's far more important for American troops to fight in Syria than it is to secure our own border here in America. Watch. There's no question that now, uh, all these years later, it is Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's challenge. He has to take action. He's right. spoken to Macron. What he ought to do is a coordinated action. There has to be a comprehensive response. As Trump leaves to fight his imaginary border war, He's leaving the real war where we could make a difference and said he's turning it over to Assad and to Iran and to ISIS. This is something that Barack Obama wouldn't even do if, if confronted with these set of facts. Trump has to take action in Syria. Everyone nods sagely. That ought to make you nervous. Universal bipartisan agreement on anything is usually the first sign that something deeply unwise is about to happen, if only because there is nobody left to ask skeptical questions. And we should be skeptical of this, starting with the poison gas attack itself. All the geniuses tell us that Assad killed those children. But do they really know that? Of course they don't really know that. They're making it up. They have no real idea what happened. Actually, both sides in the Syrian civil war possess chemical weapons. How would it benefit Assad using chlorine gas last weekend? Well, it wouldn't. Assad's forces had been winning the war in Syria. The administration just announced its plans to pull American troops out of Syria, having vanquished ISIS. That's good news for Assad. And about the only thing he could do to reverse it and to hurt himself would be to use poison gas against children. Well, he did it anyway, they tell us. He's that evil. Please. Keep in mind, this is the same story they told us last April. Do you remember that? It was almost exactly a year ago. The new administration announced it was no longer seeking to depose Assad from power. Regime change was no longer our policy. So the usual war chorus in Washington started yelping, went berserk. And days later, Assad supposedly used sarin gas against civilians in Syria. There was video. We bombed a Syrian airbase in response to that. At the time, this show asked what seemed like the obvious question, are we really sure that Assad did that? It seems weirdly timed and counterproductive to him. Shut up, they explained. Of course we're sure. What an unpatriotic question. But of course they were lying. So he goes on, and I just think this is so brave. So Tucker Carlson, this is Fox News. You know, I guess, what, there are those... Uh, they call them neocons, and they used to really dominate Fox. Tucker Carlson is on at 8 p.m., prime time, the biggest show on Fox, which is, I guess, the Republican channel. And uh, he's basically saying that uh, this could be a false flag. And when he's saying things that really make sense, not just against Democrats, saying that, you know, they're both coming together. It looks like he's basically saying it could be a false flag. What that is is when uh, it's faked, so we go to war. You know, Operation Northwoods was a very real false flag situation where they tried to get us into war, I guess, with Cuba. And the CIA planned to make it look, you know, to really kill people and to make it look like uh, 
It was, I guess, Cuba that attacked so that we would get into war with Cuba. This was a real thing, you know, that was declassified that the government thought would be a good idea if we killed, I guess, our own people, if I'm not mistaken. So these things happen, false flags. Some people think, of course, 9-11 was a false flag. And I just think it's extremely brave that somebody could be on the primetime Fox channel at the 8 o'clock hour and talking about, you know, this, this war basically could be BS and that this attack could be BS and we shouldn't go to war and it's ridiculous, essentially is what he's saying. And basically that they lied to you <laughs> because this is just the beginning of what, you know, we, we have an honesty problem. And uh, nobody's 100%, including me. I always say if a cop pulls me over and I say, he says, did you know you were speeding? I may say no. You know, I'm sure I have before. Nobody's 100% honest. But in general, if we can move our percentage up towards into the 90s, I think it would be good. And people doing what they say they're going to do, that'd be good. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can cooperate more than compete and things like that. But we have an honesty issue. We have things that have been hidden for a long time and we have agendas going on where call it big money or corporate interests or the military industrial complex or whatever you want. We can send them love too. But Tucker Carlson's basically on primetime Fox right in their face. Basically, going against all of that, when you have uh, two senators, you know, Howard Dean was, a, I think he was a senator, right? He was a presidential candidate for the Democrats, and Lindsey Graham, and they're, they're, they're saying, we, they both agree, we should go to war. You got people on MSNBC. It used to be that Democrats were the party that didn't want war. Uh, I remember when the attack happened on the airbase last year, and Trump you know, they bombed a Syrian airbase that was empty, by the way. We told everybody we were going to bomb it. So and they everybody left. And I think Trump did that on purpose, um, hopefully. And, uh, you know, when and the MSNBC guys were saying, this is great. The sweet sound of our missiles. I remember Brian Williams. They're supposed to be the people that aren't into war. So, you know, Trump has done a lot recently, like set up a peace deal with North Korea, announced that we're pulling out of Syria. And now there's some very questionable things going on where a lot of Trump's supporters are, are sort of confused and, and not so happy. And uh, I just think it's great that Tucker Carlson says, listen, when both these parties get together, you know, this is BS. They're both saying we should go to war and... Uh, because that's what's been going on. And that's actually the biggest issue in our country. All Because that's where the most money has been spent. That's where we've killed millions of people. And uh, it's very brave for Tucker Carlson to even talk about that. Because I don't think that's what, quote unquote, big money supports. So if you like Bernie Sanders, if you like, you know... You might want, you might like what Tucker said, and it shows me that you that that builds credibility. When somebody's willing to to say that, you know, yeah, we we may be wrong. You know, Republicans are all about war. Well, um, that that might not be the right thing actually. And uh, this this is kind of ridiculous, and we shouldn't go to war. And this, by the way, this chemical attack, it could be fake, or it it may not be what it 
it might not be exactly how it seems. It doesn't make any sense. And you look at this article, Assad, this is from Ron Paul, who I love. Um, Assad, well, this is on RT, but Ron Paul is was on RT. Of course, he was a presidential candidate that got booed for talking about the golden rule at a debate in South Carolina, and all the crowd booed him when he said that we should treat others how we want to be treated and maybe not bomb them in the Middle East. And, <laughs> and the whole crowd booed him, right? Which is, that, you know, that's, that's a little bit crazy to me. But, you know, that's how we are. We have to admit that we're a little bit crazy, and we have to probably work on that and figure out why. And I think it has to do with the energies in the, uh, you know, I think it has to do with the, it's programming from the movies to how we're raised to the Wi-Fi and the and the 5G and 4G and, you know, there's studies behind this. Somebody yelled on Reddit because I was pointing out that there was a study from UC Berkeley that said there could be some problems with uh, Wi-Fi and, and the government of France banned Wi-Fi around preschools and set up a whole thing because of the safety and could be some issues with the phones, the Wi-Fi, because it's chaotic frequencies. And uh, there's a lot more I could say about that, but I'm going to stay on. I'm going to stay on target here. Ron Paul, Assad had no reason to launch chemical attack, unlike those who want U.S. involvement. So it's basically, you know, Washington, the U.S. media have uh, seem to have no doubts that the Syrians were responsible, but. Um, Basically, he goes on to say, I cannot see any reason why Assad would do this. There's no reason for Russians to have done that. Unlike Russia and Syria, the forces who want to see the U.S. staying in Syria have a clear motive, Paul said. There are so many who want to stir up trouble, and the people who want us to stay there, he said, um, suggesting that Trump's recent promise to leave Syria very soon might have prompted war hawks to take action. I think the policymakers here did not want us to leave, and somebody does it for them, he argued, stressing that this whole idea that all of a sudden Assad is gassing his own people is, is total nonsense. And you, you take a look at this article. Former top UN weapons inspector... Assad likely not responsible for chemical weapons attack. It feels strange. Uh, former director of UN weapons inspectors, so the director of UN weapons inspectors in Syria, says that he is skeptical Syrian government was behind the chemical weapons attack because uh, al-Assad did not stand to gain in any way. It's basically like we were, he, every, everybody was about to leave. The Russians were going to pull out. We were going to pull out. Why would the guy choose that time to gas his own people when he knows that specifically a chemical attack is what would make people crazy? That basically it doesn't make any sense. And um, according to, I don't know how to say this name, A.K.E. Selstrom, Ike, Ike, who investigated the use of chemical weapons in both Iraq and Syria, it's unlikely that he was responsible for the attack. Uh, with great criticism from the international community, Assad and Russians bombarded Ghouta bit by bit, 
and uh, da 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 da. They do not need it. Their tactics are already successful. So I don't know. He's going on about basically exactly what we just said. They didn't need to do it. Doesn't make any sense. So, um, given the Syrian army was on the verge of victory, it makes no sense whatsoever that they would sabotage their own success. This is exactly true. There's so many articles on this, and, uh, you know, I really want to talk about, I really want to talk more about this. If you look at Nikki Haley's tweet from, Actually, Nikki Haley is our representative of the United States. Well, I don't know what you call her. Not the ambassador, but she's at the UN, right? She's at the UN, and she's our person. She was the governor of, what, South Carolina? So she's, she's a, quite a hawk, and I don't even know why Trump put her in there. I guess he had to or something. Trump does this thing, President Trump, where he, he does put people in that don't agree with him, and I think he tries to tell them, kind of, he guides them towards what he wants, and if they don't do it, he ends up firing them. Um, but he has to kind of keep his, I guess what you would say, enemies closer. By the way, I hope that's what's going on, because he's really kind of uh, doing some crazy things right now. I'm going to be honest, and I, I'm the biggest, I love President Trump. I voted for him. I watched every speech and everything else, but it just goes to show you, you know, I may be wrong about things. I don't know. I mean, I would think that hopefully there's some kind of mind game thing going on. We're going to get into that. But let's say, let's look at what Nikki Haley said in 2017, June 26. Any further attacks done to the people of Syria will be blamed on Assad, but also on Russia and Iran who support him killing his own people. So they're basically telling you right here that, you know, we're going to, we're going to blame it on them, and we're going to blame it on Russia and Iran. And why is that? What, what is the reason why they want to do that? Um, and, of course, you see some articles coming out why this is such a big deal. Russia will shoot down U.S. missiles fired at Syria and target launch sites, warns ambassador. It could trigger a major escalation. And we're talking about nuclear war. Um, Theresa May vows to hit Assad over chemical attacks soon as she reveals how the West now has proof he was behind the atrocity. I don't trust that. Uh, you know, listen, I send love and everything else. But uh, so, you know, the nominee to lead the State Department, soft policy on Russia over. And it's basically uh, we got a bug flying around in here. Can you believe that? I think it's uh, Mike Pompeo, and he's saying, you know, we're going to basically what? We're going to go to war with Russia. We've got uh, President Trump, who just said he was going to pull out of Syria. And I noticed something on Reddit. You know, when we kind of take a look at President Trump's tweets here, and basically, you know, what the guys that and this is hopeful because honestly, everybody, Alex Jones, you know, even Tucker Carlson, I mean, we have, you know, we're happy when President Trump says he's pulling out of Syria. I, I had a post on Believe.Love, our website, that uh, 
Trump chooses peace again. And then this happens and everybody gets freaked out because it's not what I want. I'm not happy about it. It sounds crazy. And you're hoping like, you know, so you have, I don't want to say that the President Trump apologists, but people that are coming up with these things that, uh, these theories of what he's doing, and I'm going to tell you what they are. And by the way, I hope they're real because if they're not, it could be <laughs> it could be a big problem. I don't think anybody wants nuclear war, and that's literally their ships. There are ships in the uh, last night. I went to bed. There was a story. France and England are thinking about striking Syria any moment. You know, and uh, so let's see. You know, President Trump tweeted, "Our relationship with Russia is worse now than it has ever been." And that includes the Cold War. There's no reason for this. Russia needs to needs us to help with their economy, something that would be very easy to do. And we need all nations to work together. Stop the arms race. That's a very good tweet. That's very true. By the way, why are we so, you know, we've, we've done a lot of nonsense. We've been up to a lot of nonsense, the United States. What, Russia has too. There's some problems. There's corruption. I've been to Russia. You know, there's corruption. There's uh, they suppress some of the uh, the news outlets and everything else. They're also, I don't think, so hot with the the world, the central banking system. I don't know. I think they kicked a lot of people out, and so there's some good things that Russia is doing. They're not going along with the program, uh, and I kind of like that. And that's why I think some people actually like Russia, but. The bottom line is, what, what's the big reason why we need to hate Russia? What is that all about? Is that just convenient? Like, what, what exactly is the problem with Russia? I don't, I don't really understand that. So, um, and of course, we had Democrats, uh, and this is such nonsense. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm talking about it because it's a major story, and I think people want to know what's going on. But, uh, you know, this is going on. We're trying to find the good, and we're going to get there. So let's, <laughs> let's get there. So the next tweet from President Trump, Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia, because they will be coming nice and new and smart. You shouldn't be partners with a gas-killing animal who kills his people and enjoys it. So I, I just think that President Trump, he's been on Infowars with Alex Jones, I think there's no doubt in his mind this is a fake attack. I think he knew the first one was fake last year. And I think they fired the missiles, but they warned everybody. They told Russia they were going to do it, and everybody cleared out of the base. I don't think anybody was killed. But let's hope this is what's going on now, because this, this freaks out the entire world when he does this. And let's hope... That all of my uh, the theories by the guys on Reddit in the Donald channel. It's like the you know Reddit is a chat room. I don't know where I put it, but basically their their story is that President Trump he wouldn't telegraph what he's going to do militarily, so that it's basically fake. And since there's all this Russian collusion stuff, this is the only way he can meet with Putin and and create a peace deal with Russia is to basically seem like he's going to go to war, and this is all fake. 
and they know it's a false flag, and then they're going to, just like he's doing with North Korea, they're going to plan some kind of peace thing, and it's all going to work out. Now, to me, man, that's that. I, I get it. I get it. But uh, it seems, you know, it's kind of a stretch, but let's hope that that's actually what's going on. And I am hopeful, and it's... It's really crazy because in these two tweets, they're almost saying literally the opposite. So why is this happening? What, what's going on with all this? And I think awareness is positive. And this is a big issue because this has been going on. We're in cycles of war. We're in cycles of war probably before when they say humanity began. Oppenheimer said that he didn't drop the first atomic bomb, that some place in India had one. They had atomic bombs. And that's on ancient aliens, you know, where Harvard guys, MIT guys go on ancient aliens and they talk about possibilities. But let's let's just take a look at this chilling letter. This is at news.com.au. I guess it's, you know, it's a main News Corp Australia network. That's uh what News Corp is um the same guy that owns Fox, right? Um What's that guy's name? Mm. You know his name. You know his name. The He's an older guy, right? He's really old. <laughs> okay. Chilling letter written 150. It'll come to me in a minute. Chilling letter written 150 years ago predicted both world wars and, so World War One and Two and a third battle or a third world war against Islamic leaders, a scary, a scarily accurate letter that predicted the First and Second World Wars also foresaw a third massive global conflict. Well, let's hope that this, you know, could there could be some variations in this, right? Albert Pike, a Freemason, almost 150 years ago, uh, he sent it to this letter to an Italian politician you, you guys have to tell me how to say that name. Ma- Mazzini, but that first name is rough. G-I-U-S-E-P-P-E. I don't even know. Giuseppe? Okay. Uh, some have declared the letter a hoax, but, um, you know, this is just interesting stuff. So it's dated 1870. People say everything's a hoax. You never know. Everything could be. We, by the way, if, if we're living in a holographic universe and that table's 99.999% empty space and it looks solid to me, I mean, everything could be a hoax technically. It's fascinating. So Albert Pike, basically, I guess he said that uh, World War One would take place to overthrow the czars in Russia and make the country a fortress of communism. World War II would destroy Nazism. So communism could overthrow weaker governments. He also predicted a sovereign state of Israel. It allegedly stated, da 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 And then it talks about the Third World War, apparently. Chillingly, Pike then, declared, then predicted a Third World War, which he said must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the Agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and leaders of Islam, the Islamic world. He continued, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations once more divided on this issue will be 
constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical economical exhaustion. This is just crazy, dude. But, you know, listen, it's just so crazy, it sounds real. We shall in- unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute... Oh, this we're getting some kind of weird ad. You love those ads? They just pop up. They send you to some, download some app, some uh, virtual reality porn app or something, right? Okay. What? Where were we here? We shall unleash the Nile. Da 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 da. We shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations. The effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the citizens, obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries, will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. And the multitude, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will, f- will from that moment be without compass or directions, Ancients, I can't even read right now, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out to the public view. Uh, Destruction of Christianity, da-da-da. Okay, is it all a hoax? I don't know. Basically, and then you look at this. Here's another one. Nostradamus, 2018 predictions. World War III and disaster, but survivors could live to 200. Nostradamus predictions for 2018 have foretold one of the worst years in global history with a string of natural disasters, the fall of the economy, and the start of World War III. That that doesn't sound positive. French prophet Nostradamus is believed by some to have accurately predicted the rise of Napoleon and Hitler and the 9-11 Twin Towers attacks. Many researchers of the prophet who died in 1566 also uh, correctly for he you know he correctly foretold the barbaric acts by ISIS. Uh, now people are looking at his writings for 2018. So you know he talks about World War III. I don't know if this is real. I'm going to be honest with you. It goes on and on. You you read some of this stuff and. Uh, some of it ends up being real, and some of it's complete nonsense. That's kind of how things go. Um, but I can tell you that there are agendas that are happening, and the proof is what we heard from Tucker Carlson. That's the proof. There are other agendas going on. We don't know what they are. We don't know if they're some sort of Illuminati master plan from years ago. But I just think it's really brave when a guy in mainstream media points out some of these things. You know, we can question about uh, the military-industrial complex, everything that's going on. You know, is it, what, is it what's real, what's fake? But there are agendas, and they seem to happen through war. You know, I guess the Bush family funded both sides of World War II, was it? And maybe World War I? You know, that's pretty, that's pretty random. So, listen, what's the positive in this? The positive is that people on mainstream media, like Tucker Carlson have the courage to come out and at least say that this could possibly not be true. Honestly, 
this is all some kind of weird comedy we're living in. And I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Something that's funny. But uh, let's hope for the best, right? And if you really want to do something, what I'm going to do, you can actually contact the White House. Contact the White House because here's here's another article. Uh, Kremlin aid, Russia's centuries-long romance with the West is over. He basically talks about they've tried to kind of buddy up to the West and we're being jerks, so we're not going to anymore. And at the end, it's interesting because uh, Surkoff is this guy's name. He, he admires American rapper Tupac Shakur. I guess he Putin likes him or something. I don't know. It's going to be tough, he said, adding that Russia will face a long journey through the thorns to the stars. It'll be fun, Surkoff wrote, and we will see the stars. By the way, Putin disappeared for like 10 days. Some people say he may have been with aliens. This is like a year or two ago. I could tell you that could be true. It also could be complete nonsense just like anything else. But um, when he says this to the stars twice in this AP article, I don't think he's saying, he's just saying to the stars. And uh, I think Russia on its own is interesting. Um, I think Russia right now is like investing in Bitcoin in the early days when Bitcoin wasn't worth much because I think it's good that they're pulling out of all this world. uh, I think the world, central banking system and everything that the Rothschilds and all this stuff controls. I don't, that doesn't mean Russia's perfect, but uh, they seem to be okay with Christianity. That doesn't mean Christianity's perfect. But when you're talking about this Lucifer and everything else, uh, you know, there's a lot of weird things that have been going on. Those little uh, Alexa, Amazon Alexa, at first they, what, they took Jesus out of it and the Google Home Assistant was saying something weird about Jesus, and it actually gives Jesus more street cred. I don't know about what you guys think. When they start taking Jesus out of things and not celebrating Easter, not saying Christmas, it's like, why Why are you trying to take Jesus out so much? I understand there's some weird stuff going on with the Catholic Church, but you're taking Jesus out of everything. That kind of, what's what's going on with that? Why is that so important to do that? And uh, there seems to be something to it. So I think that's a good thing. So the positive in all of this, and what I what I recommend you do, you can contact the White House at whitehouse.gov or just Google contact the White House. I'm going to fill this out and say, listen, I voted for President Trump. Don't go to war, buddy. I don't want to go to war. We're not going to war with Syria and Russia. We need to stay alive, and we got to really be careful about what we say Um and President Trump has some kind of master plan. I get that. He does this a lot where he seems like he's going to do one thing to appease the the globalists and the sort of military industry, and he's probably got to to stay alive, and then he switches it up. So let's hope for that, and that's about the best we can do. Now, I want to get into some comic relief and another story here um, because we got a lot of serious things going on that we've gone over with World War III. But one of the things I thought was funny was uh, this article. I just love this title. It made me laugh so much because I was thinking about the trolls we have on like on Reddit. We're trolling ourselves, really. We're, we're, we just want to argue every day, all day long. We want to bitch at people. We, 
<laughs> basically, people choose their side and they bitch. And I'm going to do a whole episode on what I can do better. But, you know, like complimenting other people. I mean, seeing that we could be wrong and that they could have a good point. Seeing where people's intentions are coming from. It's actually the same as ours. I mean, it's almost a program to divide us, right? It's very odd. Uh, but so you got to laugh because we're living in some kind of comedy, I feel. So we troll ourselves. We troll everybody else. It's almost like you ever you have family members, you, something's good's happening. They troll you. They're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> we, right. Group protest Facebook was Zuff with <laughs> group protest Facebook with Zuckerberg troll army in D.C. And there's a bunch of. And I don't know, this just cracked me up for some reason. A bunch of uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg uh, stat, or what is this? Some kind of cardboard cutouts with Fix Facebook on them. Let's see this video now. Hold on, if we can get this. It's blocking me. It doesn't want me to play it. It doesn't want me to show you the Zuckerberg army of trolls. And we must see the Zuckerberg army of trolls. Here we go. There we go. Agree to Twitter. There it is. There's, there's the army. This is comical. It's on the cap. Oh, there, there's the whole thing. It's just bizarre to me. I don't know. It's kind of a publicity stunt. It was really funny though. For some odd reason, I needed, I needed to laugh. And we're, we're really like wild animals. What are we doing? Why are we bitching so much? Do you guys ever? I've, I had to ask myself that. For me, it's like because. It seems like we have to because like people are trying to take advantage of us. So we feel like, which could be true, by the way. So we constantly need to fight and uh, prove our points and everything else. I don't know. I need your help. You can tell me. But this, this made me laugh. The Zuckerberg troll army. And then what I thought was really good, something that came out of this Zuckerberg censor or the Uh, Here's the headline. Republican lawmakers keep grilling Mark Zuckerberg about censoring two conservative vloggers, vloggers, which is like uh, YouTube. It's Diamond and Silk, these black ladies that support Trump, right? And I just thought this was good because he had this Senate thing, which is just BS. The, The truth about all of this with Facebook and Google I think they were funded by DARPA. It's an intelligence operation. It's not just about privacy. They're tracking us. You know, they they want to turn us into machines and upload our our souls and our consciousness to a to some cloud and trap us in a frequency range and control it. I'm just telling you straight up. The real technology is within you. It's not in our phones. It's within you and your DNA. And uh, we'll get into that in future episodes. And that's not in the news. You're not going to find that in the news. And um, what I thought was good is basically this quote, Diamond and Silk. Here, here's Diamond and Silk, the two black ladies on YouTube. And I just think, listen, I voted for Obama, by the way. The first president I ever voted for was black. My stepmom's black. My best friend growing up is black. My stepbrother and sister are black. Uh, I love black people. I mean, literally, literally I do. So, uh, but I think it's cool that there are black ladies that love Trump. 
Just like I think it's cool that white people voted for Obama, no matter what I think about what ended up happening with Obama, if he was, I think all presidents to a point are controlled. The best we can hope for is somebody to negotiate with the people in control that buy out both parties. But basically, uh, Senator Ted Cruz listed a series of alleged cases of Facebook censorship, including Diamond and Silk. And how great is that name? Diamond and Silk, those two names. Okay, Ted Cruz, he's very eloquent when he talks. Let me try to get to the point, right? Um, Please ask Mr. Zuckerberg, why is Facebook censoring conservative bloggers such as Diamond and Silk? And by the way, are they really conservative or are they just sick of... A lot of people voted for Trump because they're just hoping that he might not be part of what's going on lately the past 40 years. And I, I think that's true. Although when he starts talking about bombing Russia and bombing Syria, it's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> Let's hope that he and Putin had some kind of deal worked out in the back channel and they knew he was going to say that because World War III doesn't sound like a party to me, right? So Facebook called them unsafe to the community. That is ludicrous. They hold conservative views. That isn't unsafe. And so Zuckerberg says they made an error and they're going to reverse it. Well, that's not the only thing that's going on with uh, the tech companies. And we'd like to start a tech company that's not just conservative, but it's actually like open to all ideas. So we're working on that now. We've got a search engine, solify.com. You can go there, S-O-U-L-I-F-Y.com, solify.com. It's nothing, it's nothing like spectacular yet. But, you know, you can go there if you want to uh, not go to Google, right? So Diamond and Silk quickly condemned Facebook. So Diamond and Silk have a question for you. A senator asked, uh, who is this? Representative Billy Long. Okay, Billy. Diamond and Silk have a question for you. And that question is, what is unsafe about two black women supporting President Donald Trump? Zuckerberg reiterated that nothing is unsafe about that. And then the the senator, you know, they grandstand. I would suggest you go home to review all of these other things people have accused you of today. You're the guy to fix this. We're not. You need to save your ship. And that's true. A lot of people are abandoned. They're going to make it like the new MySpace, right? I don't know why. I don't know what happened to Zuckerberg. He seemed to want to go with the program So I don't know what happened. Did he do something wrong? I'm not sure what he did at Facebook. Because it seemed like a pretty good government operation. Because all this privacy stuff with Cambridge Analytical, that's only the front end. What's going on on the back end is this is set up and it's just plugged into intelligence agencies. It's not just uh, for political purposes. It's to track all of us and to create profiles so everybody's tracked. That's it, man. That's the whole game. You know, advertising is just one part of it. It's, you know, and there's a lot of people talking about this. I mean, David Icke, I heard him talking a lot about this. So, listen, so we got these this troll army, and I hope Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, went on the White House lawn, and he, or no, it was the Capitol lawn, right? And he really got the message here. So 
our final story in this episode is something positive. And that's what we want to try to do at Believe. Try to focus on something positive. There's so much nonsense and negativity. Literally, we go on Reddit, which is a huge website, which I love Reddit, and people should be able to bitch if they want to bitch. But a lot of people, we, we want to complain all the time, right? We do. We want to complain constantly, like every second of every day. Let's maybe, if we can, just, and I'm going to try, because I've been trying the past couple of years, and I've been becoming a different person. It's hard when you got all these Wi-Fi and chaotic waves, and you can get some Organite pyramids, O-R-G-O-N-I-T-E, to help with this. It could be BS. I don't know. But what if it's not? What if it's not BS? <laughs> we got people that are angry about that Wi-Fi, that's not a problem. Okay, well, you know, why did France ban it around preschools and ban, you know, they don't they don't have it. I don't know. Could be some issues with it. So anyway, um let's focus on some positive things, right? And we try to find the positive in the news because it gets lost in all this fear and anger and all this stuff and people complaining and everything's going to, you know, literally, how can we how could we possibly think positive when everything we see is negative? <laughs> did you ever did you ever imagine that? I mean, uh, we're literally running ads on Reddit about positive, and people are calling us like, you know, people are angry about that. And I'm telling, I'm saying, hey, listen, we're just trying to get some positive ideas. You don't even have to listen to me, but um, I I agree there could be some validity to your ideas. So, you know, let's kind of just start there. Let's find the good in each other's ideas, right? We start there. So this was great. Great. This was tweeted April 10th, very recently. There was a news story on it on Reuters. I don't know. It's probably at the bottom of the pile. Nobody can find this good news. But there is good news. And I don't know if there's hidden agendas. I don't don't really care. But here's what it is. Very thankful to President Xi of China's kind words on tariffs and automobile barriers. Also, his enlightenment on intellectual property and technology transfers. We will make great progress together. And I don't know if President Trump knows there's some kind of agenda for China to take over the world or to be the model for the technocracy and the Illuminati agenda. I don't know what he knows. I don't know. All I know is it's good, and I don't know if that's the case. It seems to be like it could be the case, but, uh, you know, I've been to China. I love the Chinese people. We send love to the president, and we hope that they see that there's other options if that is the case. So what I care about is two world leaders that there's some big animosity and fear and all this stuff in the media— and they're talking about coming together and making progress together and compromising and cooperating. And wouldn't that be interesting if we could do that with each other? Men and women, men that admitting they like a lot of women and, and stop the lies to women. And women, you know, doing what they say they're going to do, showing up on time and appreciating that men are honest if they have the courage to be honest and men not screwing women over and women 
not, you know, also doing the same, you know, being nice as well, right? We can all improve, me included, by far. But this is good. So the Reuters article, China's Xi renews vows to open economy, cut tariffs as U.S. trade row deepens. So he's going to open the country's economy further, lower import tariffs on products like cars, and in a speech seen as an attempt to defuse an escalating trade dispute with the United States. While much of his uh, pledges were reiterations of previously announced reforms that foreign businesses say are long overdue. By the way, you can't own a business in China. You know, I mean, everybody's complaining about Russia. China is far more restrictive, and the people, you know, they can't use Google. They can't use WhatsApp. I mean, they have a social... Excuse me, a social credit system, a social credit system which now monitors what people say. And if the government thinks you're doing a bad thing, it's like the show Black Mirror, I guess. It's a Netflix show or something. Then they can just stop you from buying airplane tickets and they can just shut you off if they think you're a naughty boy or a girl, naughty girl. And uh, that's pretty crazy. With all these driverless cars in the U.S., I don't know about all that. It's kind of the same kind of thing, you know. So um, this is good. They're cooperating, and uh, Washington charges that Chinese companies steal the trade secrets of American companies. I don't know. They're complaining, and basically they're trying to get a positive tone, and let's hope it continues, but it is positive news. And that's what we want to focus on. We want to focus on solutions, possible solutions. Not that I'm perfect or anything I'm saying is perfect or that uh, President Trump is the right way and, you know, Democrats are bad. No, no. Everybody has, there are a lot of people with good points and good uh, intentions. And there's a lot of ways to get there. And a lot of times our intentions, the base of our intentions are the same. People that want gun control, they want people to live. People that don't want gun control want people to live because of the government and the last form of defense against tyranny. It's actually the same thing. It's people living and being free. That's what we want. So let us know your thoughts. This has been a great episode, action-packed. A lot of amazing stories And we are at www.believe.love. I'm Nicholas Upchurch. You can email us. Our email is believe at believe.love. And we have a Reddit page, a community, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash believe loves you. You can see it right now. And you can get involved, post messages, ask questions. We have Gabriella posted a great message about her free our free energy project, you know, and we've been paying for that. Um, I wanted to put my money where my mouth is and try to work on free energy. And we're going to disclose everything we find to the public. And uh, we'll just search right here in the search box for free energy on our Reddit page. And so I hired people in Venezuela, and there's a link to her interview, and Gabriella is a moderator. And these people have so much courage in Venezuela. I mean, we're talking about there are kids going to war, fighting over trash. And I'm sitting here 
worried about, you know, oh, is somebody lying to me? Or I get upset at the dumbest things. A credit card company didn't didn't unblock my transaction. Meanwhile, in Venezuela, uh, people are fighting over good trash or bad trash. And Gabriella's down there. We've got uh, German and a few other guys down there. And she goes through all the procedures. This is We're going to make it open source. And there's a lot of stuff. She updated this message. So that's pretty sweet. There's a picture of... Um, our prototype that we're building here. There's all kinds of stuff. And what's the goal of free energy? To end world poverty, to give people complete freedom. There's other people working on this. Nikola Tesla was working on this. And JP Morgan apparently pulled the financing because we couldn't put a meter on it. So we're trying to do it. There's other. Start your own free energy project. Use our work for free. I'm paying for it. I've hired all these people and uh, I'm paying for it myself. And, you know, maybe we'll build stuff and sell it if people want to not put it together themselves. But it's honestly, with free energy and and 3D printers, we eliminate the need for um, money as a control mechanism. That's all money is because there's been free energy. They're well aware of it. You have on uh, Fox News them talking about physics and that these, they're admitting UFOs are, exist. There's the Pentagon. The former Pentagon officials have been on CNN and Fox News saying they've, they, we spent $20 million uh, studying this. And they, they have video of UFOs. They say it's real video. And what they're not saying on mainstream news is that if, there's, if UFOs are defying physics, well, that means they're using zero point energy and that means that we don't need oil and that means that we really don't need money and uh so we're trying to get to the bottom of it of course the fear of on this is that it can be weaponized but a lot of things can be weaponized and if i don't know we got to make the decision would you rather have billions of people in poverty and us fighting about money and constantly lying to each other because we're trying to keep more money than the other person. And, uh, or, you know, would you rather have no poverty? And would you rather have people being able to do whatever they want? And we'd have to come up with some ways, if somebody went crazy with free energy, some ways to defend, I guess. I mean, you know, but I don't know. Seems like we got to kind of give it a try because we seem to be having some problems, <laughs> right? We seem to be having some problems. So youtube.com, we just hit 4,700 subscribers right now. We had 4,699. YouTube.com forward slash Believe Loves You is our YouTube channel. And get our podcast at believeitunes.com or believeandroid.com. I gave you all the websites you could ever possibly want. And so I'm Nicholas Upchurch. I hope this was enjoyable for you. It's very late here. Thanks for being with me, hanging out. You know, we're going to have, I think, some great interviews coming up. I saw John D'Souza gave us a cool comment on YouTube. Shout out to John, the FBI, former FBI agent that has been involved. He's the real-life X-Files guy. I mean, he's the real guy. He's like, you thought X-Files was fake? And we interviewed him. Last year, uh, Vanessa, I believe, interviewed him. So you can go to believe.love 
and look up John D'Souza. So, much love to you guys. Man, send me your love, man. I, I want to stay positive. I want to be even... I want to be even more positive, but I want to be real. I want to find the good in the toughest parts of our world, and it gets tough. There's, you know, listen, there's pedophilia rings, there's everything. How do you find the positive? We have to shine a light on it and literally send love into that area and send love into the darkest parts of ourselves, and uh, that that's where it all starts, and I have to do a better job, and I want to do a better job. I don't have to. I want to do a better job. And you guys help me. So ask questions on our Reddit community, whatever you need. I want to help you. I'm Nicholas Upchurch. Thanks for joining me on Believe. Have a great day or night wherever you may be.